Welcome back, humor consumers, to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm comedian Tracy DeGraff. And I'm Catherine, co-host and bestie. Well, bestie, it's been a minute since we've been in the pod lab. Yeah, mm, uh, it has been. It's been a couple weeks. Yeah. And we apologize to it's, all of our listeners. Yeah. We're sorry. Yeah. We just couldn't get here. Right. We it's tried. Just, yeah, we did try. Yeah. It's just been, you know, it's just a season of... A lot of stuff. It is. If you're tuning in for the first time, Catherine and I are just a couple of best friends who started this podcast during the pandemic because there was literally nothing to do, nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. And we started the podcast because all of my comedy shows shut down. Mm-hmm. And so then we're like, what do we do now? Let's do a podcast. And we have been fairly consistent for like three years. I would say we've been very consistent. Yeah, not like, fairly. We're not that consistent about much. I know. But this, we've been consistent. <laughs> I know. And then last week, we so we've been putting out a podcast every week. Every Wednesday at noon, a podcast goes out. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, and sometimes it was like it's like 1159. Into, yeah, base at the last second. <laughs> yeah, it is. So sometimes it was right at the last second, but we always got it in. And there were there have been different periods of time during the the history of the Life Happens Laughing Anyway podcast that we were ahead. And and that I felt so those. good. Those are the good old days. They are. But we're going to get there again. Yeah. Well, last week, <laughs> sounded so Catherine's awful. like, oh. Yeah. Right. Catherine is going through a season of where she's a, she's a caregiver for her mother. Sorry, I burped. <laughs> <laughs> and I froze. What's the pause? I'm what do you sorry. want me to say? I'm sorry. If you're listening for the first time, that's my laugh. When when it gets into that high-pitched hiss, it's me laughing and trying to breathe. Oh. Anyway. Um, well, we welcome laughs. Yes. And so last week, Catherine was caregiving. She's been caregiving for her mother for months now. Her mom lives oh. with her. She has Alzheimer's. She was living with her sister. Yeah. Now she's living for with Catherine. Most of the time. Yeah. So anyway, it's a it's a struggle for the whole family, and we just couldn't jive our schedules together. Well, and you were away. Yes. And also, you work now. <laughs> yes. And so Catherine says, "I'm like, well, she works." Well, I only work two days a week, Catherine. Mm. for for it, our church it doesn't feel like that well it feels like you work more than that yeah yeah <laughs> oh i have a bone to pick with you about that <laughs> no oh, i'm just kidding boy. so anyway we just couldn't get our schedules together to sit down at the table and record and the irony was that caregiving got in the way oh my god of us doing a podcast yes. about caregiving yes i <laughs> oh my god yeah and today in particular i was trying to just you know research some stats and stuff because i could tell you firsthand some some stuff yeah but i wanted to look up stats for my mom oh gosh it just, it just can't happen I, yeah so so today's episode is um what number did we say we're on 162 okay uh it's Didn't actually we? 163 Three. Oops. we're on episode number 163 and we are talking about the topic of caregiving mm-hmm. we're going to give you some information i have a couple articles to share one is called a five-step guide on how to survive and thrive the stress of being a caregiver well i can't wait i bet <laughs> Catherine has not seen this information yeah. and she's being a little bit sarcastic but we'll see how it resonates with someone who's really in it you're in the thick of it Mm -hmm. and then the second article that i wanted to go over is called 14 life-changing tips to relieve caregiver stress Hmm. 
Now, you, I might read through those and you, Catherine might go, that's not going to work because <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's going to say that. And then our third takeaway, Catherine's got some stats to share just about caregiving in general that might, you might find interesting. We always close every episode of our podcast with some inspiration. Mm-hmm. And we have some scripture to share with you from the book of Matthew in that regard. And then finally, we have a call to action. So stay tuned all the way to the end so you don't miss a single nugget. Do that, please. <laughs> yes. And, um, we want to thank our sponsors as well. Oh, yeah. Please tell our new listeners all about our sponsorship program. Oh, darn. You want me to hoping... do it? I'll do it. Okay. Okay. We have sponsors of this program. We have about 14, 15, somewhere in there, 16 sponsors. Oh, yeah. I think it's closer oh. to 17. Hey, we're getting 18. up there. We're going to get to 20 pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody, if, if we don't keep up, they're going to drop us. Oh, no, they're not. Please don't drop us. No, don't drop us. We'll haunt you. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Here's how you become a sponsor of the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. You go to Patreon mm-hmm. and you put in the name Life Happens Laugh Anyway. And then you sponsor us. You give us $5 a month. Mm-hmm. And we give you our or gratitude. 10. You could give us 10 if you wanted yeah. to. Because you can put a custom amount in there. Ron did that. He gives us $5.05. Oh, he's so funny. <laughs> he, he just wanted to see if it would work. Uh, and, and our sponsors just get our gratitude. We just appreciate the fact that you <laughs> contribute anything. I hope that's enough. Well, that's all oh, we got so far. We gosh. can barely put out an episode every week. So I, I know. We're going to add video to this podcast eventually maybe this year maybe not mm. but we're working on it yeah uh so you can find us on patreon you can also find us at my website tracydegraff.com or comedy that and if you are not a sponsor but you've been thinking about it by golly stop thinking and just do it you are so good well, at adverts gotta ask i know if you don't i think you should be ask does it every time okay fine i'll do it every time <laughs> All right, let's get on with it. We've got to talk about caregiving. I want to share this and see how these resonate with you. These, this is a five-step guide, okay, for mm-hmm. you, Catherine. You're in the thick of it. How to survive and thrive the stress of being a caregiver. Okay. Okay. Step one, energy and sleep. Are you oh, ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. Here's the, here's the first tip under that. Be sure to have enough sleep, six to eight hours per night. Oh, Gee, I hadn't thought of that. You should see her face. <laughs> this is why we need video, Catherine. My gosh. Oh, okay. Oh, it never occurred to me. All right. Number two on step one. I hope this isn't confusing. If necessary, see your healthcare professional and ask for a non-addictive sleeping pill to take for a short period of time to develop a pattern of regular good quality sleep. Well, I just have to say to that, it is stressful. To go to the doctor. Um, not that you shouldn't just because of that, but that adds a layer of stress. Plus, they don't just hand those out. I've tried that. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. This is for you, not for her. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you meant it was for your mom. No. I've tried that, and it's like, oh, maybe okay. it'll send you to the sleep center. Okay, get this one. Yeah. This is the other tip about sleep. Allow yourself to nap in the daytime if you feel tired overwhelmed or have to be awake a number of times during the night. I'm, She's flabbergasted. I'm flabbergasted. She Absolutely. Is. Because one, that can happen if you're caregiving, especially, well, I, there's different levels of, you know, the one you're care, caring for and their needs are all different, but that's not going to happen in someone who needs care it's all just, the It's time. not realistic. And it's, well, right. And also, 
If I sleep during the day, I cannot sleep at night. Yeah. At all. Okay, so that's a for step one. Step two says the mind. It says notice your thoughts. If they are overpoweringly and consistently negative, turn your mind to something or someone you love. Or write your negative thoughts on a piece of paper and shred it or burn it. Okay. That well, might we work. Take that one. That's that, like our yeah. It reminded me of the trash talk bin. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We Catherine and I have done this little exercise where you just kind of cathartically write mm-hmm. on a piece of paper whatever. Um, disappointments, resentments, thoughts, sins, whatever, and then you can burn it or shred it. It does help. I, you know, I think it's so genius. I think we should bring it to the Shark Tank. That's good idea. We- <laughs> Get in there. Nope. You know, it would be really funny about that. If Okay, so we've got this brilliant idea <laughs> of recycling a pan and, and, you know, painting it and spending money. And I would love it if, if especially Kevin, yeah, the shark Kevin. Mr. What, Wonderful. Mr. Wonderful. If he started asking us about numbers. Yeah. <laughs> how much do you make? Yeah. Wait. And how much do you spend? What's your profit margin? Wait, wait. Oh, no. <laughs> Let me give some backstory to our listeners who are just going, what are they talking about? Catherine and I, many years ago, we used to like scour the Goodwills for these pans, pots and pans with lids, right? Mm. And then we would spray paint them beautiful colors and then write scripture verses on them and create these little, we call them a trip. Yeah. Go ahead. Instructions on what to do and how to put your thoughts down and, and then burn it up. Yes, and we called them a trash talk bin. Mm-hmm. And then we sold them in our friend's store for like 20 bucks. She's so patient, patient. with yes. all of our, like, you know, our Ideas. little birdhouses with broken glass. We sold for $65. Stop. 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 I can't breathe. Anywho, oh, God. the trash talk bin is... Um, effective. It's just a it cathartic is. exercise to get rid of crap in your brain. Right. That's what it is. Well, that's okay. why I should go on Shark Tank. I know. <laughs> okay. Let's go on. Mm-hmm. Um, here's another idea under mind. It says to begin a gratitude journal and write in it regularly and read it to divert your mind from the negative. Now, okay, I could, we, right, we I do that. that. Yeah. Catherine and I do a, a grateful list every day yeah. to each other through text. Mm-hmm. Ten things we're grateful for. Yeah. Sometimes it's a little ranty, but not not always. Mine was today, wasn't it? It was. And I said, I know this is not a grateful list, but whatever. It's fine. Okay, now the body. Eat three nutritious meals a day. Three nutritious meals a day. Avoid rich food and excess sugar. Well... Hmm. I could see over a period of time that that would kind of bog you down. Yeah. Okay, walk daily and stretch. You can't do that if you're full-time caregiving. And again, depending on the level of the one you're caring for. My mom can't be left alone at all. No. And even when you're with your mom, you can't do anything other than be at her beck and call. I'm her full-time entertainer. (laughs) I said to her the other day, Mom, would you like me to get balloons and start dancing in front of you? (laughs) You should do that. That would be funny. Okay, it says drink water, avoid alcohol. Oops, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> Too late. 
Okay, emotions. Find support. Group uh, a group on Facebook, a local volunteer group, the library, or your doctor may have info. I think that support groups are a I really good too. idea. And there's an Alzheimer's support group um, that I went to a couple times and before the pandemic. Yeah. And I oh, this is what's funny, is I um, just a few months ago joined again. Like, oh yeah, I'm going back it, to could, the Alzheimer's. Support group, guess what? You forgot to go. I forgot <laughs> to go to the Alzheimer's. I thought, oh no. I'm in it trouble. It happens. Well, you're overwhelmed. You got too much to do. Okay, here's another one. Pre- be prepared to make new friends. How would anyone, what? Why? I don't know. I don't know why they put that on here because. I couldn't handle your old <laughs> Right, and your old friends are there. Yeah. It's not like your old friends are like, see, I'm not going to do anything. I don't get that at all. Okay. This is stupid. What's this from? I don't know. I don't want to say no. <laughs> Wait, here's one. This is a good one. Ask for help when you need it. That's a good one. Yeah. It says many people one. benefit from having someone come in once or twice a week to allow you time out of the home for coffee with friends, alone, walk, whatever, refresh and recover. Mm. Not to be used for shopping, dental appointments and so forth, but just to give you some you time. So, I mean, it's nice, but. Well, I consider shopping me time. Well, and I think that it's very difficult to have your loved one that you're caring for in your home. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because it's 24-7. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Love and value yourself for who you are. I love me self. I love me so. Take me self to a movie show. Oh, Wrap my wait. arms around my waist. I can't do I that. Stuff, stuff, my face. Oh, right. You can't. You're a nut. Yeah. Okay. Spirit, find at least one thing that is beautiful every day. A dandelion or a daisy, a butterfly or a bird, a piece of music, etc. Mm-hmm. So look for okay. something beautiful. Yeah, I'll do that. Imagine playing with a child, a puppy, or a kitten. <laughs> I'm sorry. Catherine, your face. They think they assume that you that's gonna bring you joy. Strike three. They're done. Who are these people? Wait, wait, wait. The last one says, lift your spirit with laughter and find the funny side of situations. Okay, well, so I could do they're that. done. <laughs> oh, oh, that was good. That was. You know, Tracy, you 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 Google things to Google. And, <laughs> yeah, and you get I do. I do. <laughs> Just get that's amazing. <laughs> I do. That's awesome. Here's another one I found. 14 life-changing tips to relieve caregiver stress. Let's just go over them quickly. Uh, let's see. Well, tip, wait. Are they ahead. more practical? I don't know. We'll see. Oh. Tip number one, hmm. complete small tasks to regain control. Oh, yeah. Like just small things. Just, no, that does make me feel better. Yeah. It makes me feel normal. Right. Like, yeah. Just, just this morning, I put my duvet thing back on my bed. And that and, felt good. It did. Like, I struggled with it, but it was just so normal, and my bed was all clean and pretty, and so that felt great. Yeah. Uh, number two, eat right. And I think that's a good tip for any of us going through a stressful time. It, it is, right, yeah. because it's like some people, you know, when you're super stressed, you just kind of go for things that are not so healthy because it's a quick 
like, oh, this tastes good, or yeah. this makes me feel good, or whatever. it's sugar and fat. Yeah, but then later on, it, it really, it. yeah. yeah. Uh, get enough sleep, which we've already addressed. Yeah. Exercise, move, try meditation. Okay, here's one. Do a little coloring, like with crayons. Mm, yeah, okay. It just says that um, adult coloring books are, you know, popular, and they decrease stress through mindfulness. So. yeah. <clears throat> try it all right the um number seven a healthy dose of laughter which we just had mm. just over the kitten mm. and the puppy thing uh number eight <laughs> get child yeah get social so you know yeah. you you actually do have to schedule time to get away with your friends like today we worked out and then we went and had coffee yeah so that was all good i i have to, i want to add this because mm-hmm. i'm afraid i'll forget years ago i went into this um it's like a permanent garage sale and it's up in Michigan. Yeah. And um, it it was a house that was converted to kind of an organized junk shop slash garage sale. And when I went to pay, I'm like, oh, this is weird. Because it was like an opening in a wall with a window. And mm-hmm. then behind it, I could see like a little living room and a little kitchen. I'm like, oh, dang, this is a house. Anyway, I got to talking to the woman. And she's, she said, and I never forgot this, you know, this is way back when... I never would have thought my future would be able to resonate with that. And she said that she had taken care of her dad for years and couldn't leave the house. And she said that, um, so, and she likes to be social. So she started having garage sales. And then it just became like a permanent thing because she enjoyed seeing people and talking to people and, of course, making some money on it. And, gosh, if it were closer, I'd be there all the time. Yeah. But I thought – Wow. You know, at the time, I thought, gosh, that seems pretty desperate, you know? Yeah, and it would be. Mm-hmm. And it is desperate. I think yeah. we all experienced a certain level of cabin fever through the pandemic oh, when yeah. people were shut up and couldn't get out. Mm-hmm. But when you have that on top of having to care for somebody with a lot of needs. Yeah, I read some statistics on how the pandemic really changed things with caregiving. Yeah. Too. Uh, number 10, get a pet. That's. That's presuming that you like pets. And it's presuming you could take on another responsibility. Right, I mean, something else that eats and, and poops. Having to take it out. and Yeah. Number 11, just say no. We've, we did some excellent research recently about boundaries, friends. Mm-hmm. So if you are having trouble saying no, take a look at our two episodes about boundaries. They're the last one and the one before that. Mm-hmm. So there's part one, part two, because we had a lot to say about it. Number 12, reclaim your identity. I think that this is good for any woman, especially in a season of care. It seems like women are always caregiving, you know, like we have the babies and then we care for the family and then we care for the parents. Women have very many hats. And that thing about, you know, figuring out your identity, I don't know. How do you do that when you're in the thick of it? Well, I think that you just control the controllables, right? So like in your case, for example, Catherine, it's very important for her to go to church on Sunday. So she has a caregiver, a hired caregiver who comes in to the home so that Catherine and her husband can go to church on Sunday. And then after church, they go to this local restaurant with their besties, me and Ron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and we also have small group yeah. twice a month on Sunday evening. And you're very conscientious about making sure that you pay someone, you know, your mother, her funds or whatever, pay for care for her. During the times when you need to be, like, that's your identity. You're a Christian. You're, you, you do these things. I was going to say, but how is that my, 
like figuring out my identity. I guess now that you're putting it in that perspective, like that's who I am. I'm a, a woman who um, faith is very important to me. Right. And getting you know, nourished by uh, sermons and worship and all that. So I can I can get that. Okay. Well, because sometimes people might be in a position where they're a caregiver and they feel like they can't do those things anymore. Mm-hmm. They feel like that's off the table. And I think what they're saying is find ways for you to still remain who you are. I see. And not give up your whole self. Hmm. Okay, number 13, prioritize your own medical needs. They do say that often. That yeah, that's, I'll be reading some Caregivers get too. sick. Okay, and then 14, ask for help. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's good advice. Right. And, you know, sometimes it's hard for people to ask for help because they like to be the ones to help, yeah. right? So asking for help can also be stressful. I'm saying that from my own experience and perspective that because you don't want to burden someone else but then I always try to remind remind myself that well it could also be robbing someone else of trying to bless you know yeah and the other part of it in this case when you're dealing with older parents especially with a lot of bathrooming issues and such you don't want to ask someone else to do it or you might not have anybody else there might not be any any real options of Mm -hmm. people who can actually do it which is kind of the the case where you're at at this point with your mother's disease, she's needing more and more care. Mm-hmm. And so you're kind of on that cusp. And it's, it's very difficult to find somebody that you trust and not only trust, but that my mom will respond well to and who um, would be willing to go through that. Because my mom gets nasty when she feels threatened or, yeah. you know, she doesn't know her limits and what she's doing. So then she gets angry and that's hard to deal with yeah but we have i'm so blessed because we have two amazing we have d and we have joan yeah and both of them are stellar and i love them and they um they're just very caring and trusting women yeah and uh and there and d has been a longtime personal friend of yours Mm -hmm. and joan we met at the gym yeah so it was like god just placed these people in your life i know to give you this blessing the crazy thing is is both of them live close to me especially d she's you know yeah she's walking distance and so that just is wonderful right there and joan i haven't known her long but i feel like i have known her for a long time like she literally is a friend no. Yeah, and Joan, um, I hope she's listening because she is one of our sponsors. So thank you for that, Joan. Oh, yeah. um, I hope she's listening because this is how I perceive Joan. She's always smiling. She, even when she's not smiling, like her resting face, if you know what I mean, is mm-hmm. a smile. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And she's approachable and warm and, mm-hmm. and kind always. And um, we were just striking up a conversation with her in the pool. Mm-hmm. We were waiting for the pool class, and she mentioned that she was a caregiver providing respite care for children, for, right, for p- families who have uh, kids with special needs. And that's where the conversation got started with, oh, well, would you consider mm-hmm. helping out with Doreen? So she helps out, like, what, once a week? Once a week. Yeah. And Dee, she, uh, she had another friend whose mother needed care and Dee did it for years and I had wanted to approach Dee a long time ago but I thought that well for one she was caring for her friend yeah. you know Nancy yeah but also I just didn't think that she'd want to do it again so yeah. um but thankfully she said yes and um she's 
awesome. I mean, she yeah. even like things. She'll tear up, you know, when we she talk really about cares. things yeah. that are. Yeah, she she really does. Dee goes above and beyond because um, Catherine's mom, Doreen, is from England, mm-hmm. and so Dee will find these funny English comedies or yeah. sketch comedies or whatever and she'll if she thinks that Doreen will enjoy it she'll put it on the TV for her and then she'll just sit there and howl yeah and, and laugh it's great with her we can't do yeah. that anymore but and she's blown up old photographs and because Dee is really good at tech stuff too mm-hmm. so she's done that she got her book from England and yeah they're just great Joan goes over Joan used to be a teacher she's retired and she has um, cards that she you know yeah um, uses with my mom and they talk and it's just wonderful and when joan comes she brings coffee she does for, for Catherine and yeah. doreen it's very sweet so thank you lord for providing care for yeah. Catherine and her family mm-hmm. for her mom all right share some stats Catherine, with our listeners you know because maybe people are out there saying well what, how big is this problem mm-hmm. well how big is it well i'm gonna go over um unpaid family caregivers more okay. than the the you know, whatever the statistics are for the need for caregiving overall, mm-hmm. I don't have that up. Um, as you mentioned earlier, I tried to get all these things before we um, presented this to our listeners, but I was interrupted, <laughs> so I couldn't get it all. But anyway, um, one. so I'm getting this from AARP, yeah. and it's current. That's another thing, too. It's hard to find something current. But this says care provided by millions of unpaid family caregivers across the U.S. was valued at $600 billion in 2021. The new report estimates a $130 billion increase. $600 billion in one year? Estimates a $130 billion increase. Did I say that wrong? No, but I'm just asking you, are you talking, are you giving stats for like a year? $600 billion in a year? That's Mm -hmm. how much it costs Mm for non, like, professional like this is unpaid caregivers what are you talking about okay sorry (laughs) the staggering figure is based on about 38 million caregivers providing an average of 18 hours of care per week for a total of 36 billion hours of care at an average value of 1659 so per hour mm -hmm. and that's unpaid care that's unpaid care okay so for perspective that amount is considered considerably more than the 433 billion spent by families nationwide in 2021 for all out-of-pocket U.S. healthcare costs. Put it another way: the sheer act of trying to save 600 billion by setting aside—listen to this, everybody—a hundred thousand per year would take a total of six million years. Wow. Uh, you know what that tells me? The baby boomers are old. Well, and people they need are living. Care. People are living longer. And there's a lot of them. Those baby boomers mess things up. That's right. They came and they just messed up everything. <laughs> right. And t- you know, time is money, and so they're kind of basing yeah. it on they're, that. They're basically saying there's an awful lot of people who need care. Mm-hmm. I heard a stat um, while I was doing research for this, and they said your chances of either needing care or giving care are pretty much 100. percent you're either, in your lifetime, you're either going to need some care or you're going to be given it. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. in the 90% percentiles. Yeah. That's so it says here, opening. I know, no one knows this better than the nation's 38 million family caregivers who devote 36 billion hours of free care to older parents, spouses, partners, and friends with chronic 
dis, uh, disabling serious health conditions. Uh, I'm just going to read the rest of this too. Family caregivers are the backbone of long-term care system in the U.S., but with over 60% of family caregivers working either full-time or part-time and 30% living with a child or grandchild, they need and deserve more assistance from city, state, and federal governments, says the report. Um, so that's Yeah, there's one. a big need. Yes. There's a lot of people out there. And you know, the interesting thing about it is the medical system and Medicare and all of that, it's so messed up. We were just talking about this um, earlier today. Catherine is working on getting her mom situated in a facility where she's going to get some respite. So she's going to go there, you know, for 30 to 60 days, and Catherine's going to have a break. And well, too. Right. Well, right now, unfortunately, your sister's house was destroyed by yeah. a, a pipe that burst. Right. So okay. she can't take mom right, right now. So, and it's three levels and it's a mess. And mm-hmm. so it's got to be all repaired. It's basically like rebuilding your house from the inside. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all that to say, they make you go through so many hoops. And your mom has Alzheimer's. She doesn't understand the hoops. And, but they put 15 different check marks in front of you, and you've got to do all of them, mm-hmm. including getting blood drawn. Mm, and she's, oh. she does not understand what's going on. Oh, my gosh. I'll just I'll, I'll say the bleep. When that happened, oh gosh. First, you have to schlep her there. Right. You know, and, and that's, I'm telling you, it's work. folks, it's work. And then when she sees the building, she, she knows what it is, but I just tell her it's for me. And yeah. then, uh-oh, we get in there, it's for her. And then she's all mad, and, and she's, she's upset, you know? But, um, so we schlep there, and it's a long walk from when you enter to the actual clinic inside, and then it's another long walk. And my mom's having difficulty walking now. Yeah. From the waiting area to the actual exam room. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, that's a whole thing and then to be sent down to the lab at the end of the hallway and my mom is tired and exhausted and mad at me for bringing her there you know right anyway so when the phlebotomist stuck her uh in the arm with the needle my mom goes oh and she just yells at the lady and she says to me bleep off yeah. and i was like okay all it's just bureaucracy is what it, it is. It reminds me of when Elf gets stuck for the paternity <laughs> test. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Only that was funny. It was. <laughs> yeah. Okay, any so, other stats you have to share? Well, I, I want to point this out, too. It says that the pandemic has impacted family caregivers like nothing else and brought to the to the light the tension that many sandwich cam- caregivers are. Do you know what that is? I do. Yes. Yeah, so that, You're like an Oreo. You're stuck in the middle. Right. You, you're caring for your, most likely your parent or maybe an uncle, whatever, elderly, but you also are still tending to the needs of your children. Now, all three of my children are out of the house, but they still need and want. Of course. Me, they're, you know? I mean, your daughter is getting married she's, and she's young and mm-hmm. yeah, there's, there's a lot. Right, right. Um, so as I said, I wasn't able to really get everything all packed away together here, but I have some other, um, stats here about mental and emotional effects of caregiving. Mm -hmm. And it says that, um, now this one is from caregiving statistics. It's a little outdated, which annoys me, but, um, anyway, here it is about, Oh, no, 40 to 70% of family caregivers have clinically significant symptoms of depression. 
honestly, I think I'm in there. Oh, for sure. I could, I could tell you 100% you are. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Sorry. That's all right. About a quarter to half of these caregivers meet the diagnostic criteria for major depression. 20% of employed female caregivers age 50 and up report symptoms of depression compared to 8% of their non-caregiving peers. Caregivers who, oh, I'm sorry, caregivers whose care recipient has emotional or mental health problems, said that yeah. like my mom, are more than likely than others to report a decline in their own health. About 40% of family caregivers of people with dementia suffer from depression compared to 5 to 17% of non-caregivers of similar ages. Rates of depression increase with the severity of cognitive impairment for, of the person with dementia. And lastly on this one, caregivers who work full-time and are aged 45 years or less, which I don't understand this, mm -hmm. show the greatest emotional, physical health deficit in contrast non-caregivers. So what's that static? I don't know. Hmm. Is it your phone? Oh, I think it is. It might be. I think it was your phone. Yep. Sorry. <clears throat> um, <laughs> I, all that to say, caregiving takes it out of you, friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. Um, I'll read this one, too, about religion and spirituality. It says, about 75% of caregivers pray regularly to cope with the demands of their caring giving responsibilities and it goes on with more stats but if anyone wants to look this up it's family caregiver alliance uh and um slash caregiver statistics health technology and caregiving yeah i think one of the things that i um comes to my mind when i hear you say those stats is an encouragement to anybody listening to try to know your limits we're all limited. It's hard, though. We're not so unlimited. Hard. We're just not. I know. But you think to yourself, okay, so I, I'm really bummed that I'm not totally prepared for this because I also found something about guilt, the guilt Well, we that can caregivers... do a part two. Anytime, you know, we can do another Yeah, maybe, maybe later. Yeah. But there was um, some really good information out there about a caregiver's guilt, and I really was able to resonate with a lot of it yeah. because it was... You know, it's everything, but one of them was that you feel resentment toward your loved one because it's so stressful. Yeah. And I don't want that. You know, I don't right. want to resent my mom in any way. I don't resent her, but in a moment where it's so demanding, then yeah, I, I, you know, yeah. this was. It's, it's very emotional and resentment is an emotion. And, you right. know, and knowing your limits and trying to find the help, get the help, mm -hmm. find your identity, some of the other things that we talked about, you know, mm -hmm. just making some you time, trying your best to sleep, eat, move, yeah. all the stuff. Yeah. And I think it's hard. Like if you're <clears throat> like in my sister's case, she doesn't have anyone else in the house to mm -hmm. help. So it's that that's hard. Right. Because you can't just nip to the local whatever at all yeah. you can't go for a walk you can't do any of that at the same time when you have other people in your house you're kind of balancing them as well right and their needs and their like you don't want to neglect them and so it's it's a lot 
for it's a whole lot. everybody involved. Yeah. It's a whole lot. Anything else on stats? No, because you, know, you got to go. I don't have to go. <laughs> Do, what I time? Don't, do you I have don't want to go. Don't you have to be home by five thirty? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. So do you want me to go? <laughs> no. No, but let's share our scripture. Yeah. Matthew has a lot to say, as yes, we know. Yes, yes, yes. And Matthew chapter 6, verse 34 says, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Mm. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Absolutely. My dad always used to say, don't borrow trouble. Yeah. It's easier to say than it is to do, but we all need to work on it. But we can work on it. We can work yeah. on it. It's mm-hmm. Because whatever we're worried about hasn't happened yet. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we just have to look at today and embrace today and do the best that we can with today mm-hmm. and let the rest of it figure it out. Also, Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. This is Jesus speaking. Yeah. It's a beautiful, a beautiful picture. If you just picture Jesus, come to me, all you who are mm-hmm. weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Mm-hmm. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Right. It's his, yeah. it's his word that's a lamp to your feet, right, on the, the path that you're on. Yeah. And so if anyone's wondering, well, how do you, how do, you do that? That's how, in his word. And um, just knowing his word, knowing what he says, and asking for faith and for belief, and it'll happen. Yeah. You know, it's not always easy. Faith is something so interesting. I've been thinking about this a lot lately Mm -hmm. in regards to faith. We don't have faith, right? It's actually good because it reminds us that faith doesn't come from ourselves. If we think we have faith because we're strong or because we're this or we've got it all together, if it's a self-centered faith, it's Mm -hmm. not faith. Mm -hmm. Faith comes from God. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a situation that you're overwhelmed, you don't know what to do, you're, you know, you're exhausted, you're, you're, you fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. Ask God for the faith to believe that it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. That in the end, it's going to work out. And he will meet you where you are. He does. If you ask him and invite him, he will meet you where you are. Whether you're really at the bottom or maybe not so, but he'll meet you there. And you know, He's- I feel like today in our culture, people see that as such a crutch. Like you're so weak, you Christian. Mm-hmm. You're so weak, you can't do life. You know, mm-hmm. you, you just have to depend on all this Christianese. And, you know, <laughs> I, I'm here to say... <laughs> yes, I'm weak. I'm weak. Mm-hmm. And I'm broken. Mm-hmm. And I'm a mess. Yep. But God, as you said, meets me where I am. Mm-hmm. He, I can't hide. Right. He knows every thought I've ever had. Mm-hmm. He knows where, where I have no faith. Yeah. And all I have to do is ask him, give me more faith to believe that this situation is going to be okay. Give you, me more faith. And you have to, you know, I hope people understand this too. You have to put in the work. I mean, you've got to meet you have to meet up with God too. You yeah, have prayer to and prayer Bible study and, and get worship. in His Word, right? And preach it, Catherine. Give your heart over. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you do. have to do the work too, because uh, that's just like with anything. You know? But literally, what we do—the work that we do—isn't really work. It's just like letting go of the work. Uh, well, you know, right. it's giving up the work. It's just saying, "I can't do it." 
it, and so the Lord, would you please do it? Right. And then it's more of but, a discipline, like showing up for the disciplinary um, part what, of the Christian walk. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That, that's what I mean by you got to, you have to do something too. You have to meet him, yeah. right? You have to get into his word and um, open your heart. Well, the verse says, come to me. Mm-hmm. Come, yeah, come exactly. to me. Knock on my door, he says. Yeah. And I it's will an answer. Yeah. Amen. That's the work. Wow. Boy, we got really deep there. <laughs> Didn't we? That was, that was like a theology lesson. Right. All right. Our call to action today, friends, is two words. Get help. Get help. Get help and meet God. You know, if you don't already. Well, maybe he's the one that's going to help you. Maybe he's going to lead you to the help. I totally believe. I can see God leading you all along the way. He led you to um, the situation where you've got these two caregivers. He led you to that. Yeah. You know, to Dee and to Joan. Mm -hmm. He's leading you now on this respite journey. I think so, too. He is. Yeah. So. All right, friends. Well, this has been a tough topic caregiving yeah it's been tough for us to even get here so i'm grateful that here we are and guess what we are uploading this now we are not editing Catherine is i like to edit she's gonna have a cow but listen we don't have time (laughs) to edit and Catherine will go through the podcast and she'll edit out any little um or uh oh yeah she edits it all out and then i feel i stutter and things like not officially stutter but you know i'll just like have to think about what i'm gonna say for a moment and i'm like ugh. Moses stuttered, Catherine. I know. All right. So we're not going to edit because we don't have time. We're just uploading. Okay. All right. Well, we got to add the music. We're going to do that. All right. Well, you've been listening to the Life Happens Life Anyway podcast. I'm still comedian Tracy DeGraff. And I'm still Catherine. We'll see you next time. Goodbye.